Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you. My God, we bless your name. We bless your name. We glorify you, Lord God. You are so faithful. You are so, so faithful. You are so faithful. You are so mighty. You are so strong. You are so just. You are so fair. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. My God, I thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Glory. Glory to God. Well, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. If this is your first time, I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. And we are so happy to be here with you today. We are just grateful for what God is doing in our lives. It's Friday. For those of you that this ends your work week, I'm just grateful that God has carried you throughout the week. And I just pray that he strengthens you throughout the weekend. Um, LMJ Ministries is here to serve you. We are full service 501c3 ministry. And um, we are just here to do the business of God. That is it. And so I hope that you find out more about us, that you stay connected, right? You can go up to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com and find out about how we serve our community, who we are, how we got started, my bio, any of that you want to know about, who is this? Who is this chick? Who is this girl? You can find out all of that um, and all of that is available to you on the website. We are just a team um, who has a heart for God and a desire to serve our city, our state, our nation, and our world, and just instruments of God and evidence of God's grace, evidence of God's grace. So it's not just me welcoming you, it's me and the entire LMJ Ministries team saying welcome to you this morning, and we are so grateful that you are here. Uh, We believe in Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for our sins and that he rose again on the third day. We believe in a triune God. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in God as the Father and uh, we worship God in spirit and in truth. Um, I am a spirit-filled believer. I believe in all the gifts of the Spirit and we do not quench the Holy Spirit. We walk in those things as the Holy Spirit sees, as he leads, and he sees fit. And we also believe in rightly dividing the word of God. Coffee and Conversations is our daily devotional. We also have a Bible study. Um, We do a special Bible study on Friday at 12 noon, which is for everybody. And then we have a Tuesday night Bible study which is available for just the ladies, fellows. I'm sorry, just the ladies. Um, I want to do something for the men as well, but in God's due season. Um, And then there's a whole lot more. We have Feed the Streets, which is ministry in action. We have a partnership with Salvation Army. We have a partnership with the Drew Projects in Hollywood, California. Um, But our mission is to fulfill uh, the call of Jesus Christ on our life 
and we are going after the one always like we are always going after the one so we welcome you here we are here for you we long and love to serve you if you have any prayer requests please fulfill go to our website um submit it on the website um do whatever it is like just go go get connected to us subscribe we have a written devotional we have a team of writers and then we have an entrepreneurial side of this mission as well and you can find out all about that on lmjinked.com we have a publishing company um podcasting we do consulting and i personally do some coaching we also have another component or division which is pillow talk in which um, if you've never been a pillow talk, my God, you need to experience it. I'm a published author. Um, we do focus on helping the church get published, the authors get published. If you have a book in you, we would love to connect with you. Um, so just go find out, go get connected, find out more who, about who we are. Um, I always say we are a full service ministry. Uh, we need to take communion too. We haven't taken communion next week. You can watch us on multiple platforms. You can watch us on Instagram. You can watch us on Facebook. You can watch us even on our website. We stream live from the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. And then we do an upload later on Facebook. If you want to book us, um, feel free to go to the website. You can get information on booking as well. So I just thought I'd give, we have so many newcomers and new people who are tapping in. I just thought I would share that information this morning. I felt led to give, um, the information of who we are and what we are and how you can connect to us. And we would love to disciple you. This is our community. This is our family. Um, and you will see people drop in and out on Instagram. We have a huge community of believers that fellowship together on Facebook. And then we have new believers or people who want to be a little bit more of themselves on the website. This afternoon, 12 noon, if Mark Battison, you can join in. We are going into the next chapter. This book is so good. It's pulling us further into purpose. So if you want to tap more into your purpose, then join the special group on Facebook and we stream it live on the website as all it's a 30 minute devotional on Fridays from 12 to 1230. So whew, I think that's it. I feel the stir of the Holy Ghost. I feel the stir of the Ghost, the Holy Ghost. I want to pray for healing corporately today. Um, I, um, I just, I know, I know when God is leading us into a direction. So I sense the presence of God wanting us to stand in the gap for those that need to be healed. Um, God is healer. He will heal us and we will stand according to that. And according to his word, um, I'm going to read a scripture. And once I read this scripture, you can insert your name in there. You can insert whoever in there, you know, needs healing, right? You can stand in the gap for someone. Don't think that you can't stand in the gap for someone to be healed. And so this morning, we're just going to stand in the gap. If you need healing, feel free to drop your name in the comments. If you want to identify what you need healing for, feel free to share that as well. Um, if you know someone needs healing, please share that with us. If you don't want to publicly discuss it, you can drop it and we will... Um, 
We will stand in the gap for you. I know God to be healer. I've experienced his healing power and my own testimony with healing. My son, Josiah has his own testimony with healing. So we would love to stand in the gap and pray for you and pray for God's healing grace and his healing power to be upon your life. So you can share that. And we've heard the testimonies. We've seen the miracles. And every time we stand in the gap for someone for healing on this devotional, someone always comes back with a testimony of a word from the Lord of just how God moved on their behalf. And I'm just believing for his miracle power, his healing power, his resurrection power to be evidence on this devotional today. My God, that you see and experience the power of God like never, ever, 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 ever before, right? All minds clear, our hearts ready. Let's pray. Let's stand in the gap for this nation and those that may need healing. For us, I have a few names that I'm standing for. And Father God, we just thank you to be healer because the devil is slick. He'll make you think that God is not concerned about your healing. And God is more, very much so concerned about you being healed and you experiencing the fullness of who and what God is. My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we love you. My God, we adore you. Lord God, you are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. You are Jehovah Roy. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rohi, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are God alone. You are our healer. So Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We are not limited to what man says. My God, we are not limited to what we see. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing, a fresh wind blowing. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we just stand in the gap for those that need to be healed right now in Jesus name. We just stand and before your throne, we just empty ourselves out, Lord God. And we just thank you for your strength and we thank you for your power. And we thank you for your resurrecting power, Lord God. And we just thank you, Father God. And we stand in faith this morning for you were bruised for our iniquities. You were chastised for our peace. You took it all on and by every stripes we are healed. So Father God, we stand in your word. We stand in the precipice of your word. We thank you, Father God, that your word takes precedence, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for the supernatural power of your word. We thank you, Lord God, that we are the redeemed and we are saying so, my God, according to first Peter two and 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. And by his wounds, my God, my God, by his wounds, Kim Yarley, Paula, Jeanette, Tamika, my God, Tiffany, my God, we thank you, Father God, my God, by your stripes, we are healed and we receive your full benefit package that comes with healing. So we cast out the spirit of cancer and we bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came. And we cast out the diabetes and we bind you back to the pits of hell which you came. We pass, cast out high blood pressure. My God, 
We thank you and cast you back to the pits of hell, fibromyalgia in the name of Jesus, you may go. Multiple sclerosis in the name of Jesus, you must go. Multiple muscular dystrophy in the name of Jesus, you must go. My God, we, 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 you cannot settle here. You do not belong here. We bind you coronavirus. You're already gone. God has already judged that and he has judged in our favor. We thank you, Father God, for healthy minds and healthy lung functions. We cast out the spirit of depression right now in the name of Jesus and the spirit of anxiety and the spirit of worry. We cast you back to the pits of hell for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. We bind up the spirit of anxiety. You cannot dwell here for God told us to be anxious for nothing, but to leave everything in prayer and supplication. And with Thanksgiving, we know that you are the God of answer. My God, we thank you. You are strengthening us in our mind. We cancel the assignment of mind battles against our life. Our mind will not battle. We bind up all those battles in our mind back to the pits of hell from which it came. We thank you, Father God. We walk in a solid victory today in the name of Jesus. And we receive your healing power that is a part hmm, of our benefit package. Father God, I thank you for you are dealing with those that suffer from low back pain from pain in your lower lumbar and your lower region, that pain has been there too long, that pain is due to stress, that pain does not, that pain does not belong in your body. So we cancel that assignment now on your lower back pain. We cast that pain to the pits of hell. We declare that your body is pain free. We thank you, Lord God, for healing all that lower lumbar region, all where that pain is, we command every fiber, every tissue, and every cell, my God, every demonic portal and do door, my God, I bind that attack, they satanic attack, we command you principality to go right now in the name of Jesus, we command you to go, you cannot, my God, Thank you, Lord God. And if you've just been given over to stress or to worry, if you will just release, if you'll just repent, just ask the Lord, you know what, Lord God, forgive me for being caught up in worry, right? Forgive me for being caught up in worry. Forgive me for being caught up in stress. Um, because it's like, I saw something biting you in your lower part of your back. Like I saw it biting you in the lower part of your back. Like it had just bite, it bit down in your, like it was biting you like right near your tailbone and your spine. Like it locked right there in the lower part of your back. That's where the pain is. And so stress will trigger things in your body. And if you have just given over to stress, if you just kind of let stress run rod over you, just, just kind of release like, Lord, forgive me for being stressed out because you told me to not be worried, right? You told me to not be consumed. You told me to not to be overwhelmed. Lord, I repent for even allowing myself to be stressed out and not getting caught up in your word and, and declare a decree that that thing, that, that, that spirit, whatever that attack is, that it be released. It's like it's latched on, right? there in your back that it be released from you right now in the name of Jesus we break and bind that serpentine spirit whatever that is that has attached itself to you we cast it back to the pits of hell right now it does not belong in your body I command you are loose and set free right now in Jesus name amen and if that is you I would just shout a victory 
And if it doesn't seem like it moves immediately, I would just shout a victory, but that is not, that is something, that is something demonic. That is not from God. You are not supposed to have that pain. And I heard the Lord said that it's in place because you just been stressed out and that's where it latched onto you. And when we get overwhelmed and consumed with stress, it's because fear, worry, doubt, anxiety, and all those things that's stress in your back. That's where your stress is manifesting. And so it's right there, right before your tailbone, right there. And it's just been attached itself where we command it to go and we usher you out and we command you to go back to the pits of hell from which it came. You do not belong here. You do not belong in their body. And I thank you, Father God, right now in Jesus name that they are released that Jesus came to set the captive free and release them. Father God, I just thank you. You are releasing stress in their bodies. I thank you, Father God. Can you do me a favor? For those of you that have just been stressed, will you just take like a deep breath and just go ahead and release that and just release all your fears and all your worry right now in Jesus and just blow that stress on out of your body, right? Just take you a few deep breaths, breathe in your nose, breathe out. And just say, Father, I release all that stress to you this morning in the name of Jesus. I am not going to be consumed by stress. I'm not getting ready to be stressed out because whatever, if I don't have control over it, even if I think I have control over it, it's in your power to do what's best for me anyway, right? And we, when we get stressed out, it's because we're trying to have total control over a situation and God wants to be in control of the situation. And so we just need to release father. God, we thank you father for freeing us from stress. We release all our stress to you. If it's a relationship, if it's things we've been trying to fix and control, we just release them and lay them at your feet in Jesus name. Amen. And we bind up the strong man that they not be able to return and that you walk in the fullness of who God called you to be my God, which is the healed in Jesus name. Amen. My God, that is stress, that stress in your body. My God, we just release all the things that have been stressing us. My God, you are not supposed to be stressed out. And if you feel stress rising up in you again, in the name of Jesus, I release this. This is not on me. This is on God. I'm not going to be weary. I'm not going to be worried. I'm not going to be forlorn. I'm not getting ready to be consumed. I'm going to receive your healing power in the name of Jesus, because in all actuality, there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do about it. There's like nothing you can do about it. And Xavier, you're right. Some of us are so addicted to stress. We've lived in high high volumes of stress for stress for so long that we've made those high volumes of stress our norm, right? We think we are supposed to always be in a rush. We think everything is supposed to always be elevated. We stress ourselves out. We stress our kids out. We stress the people. We don't know how to live in a calm state. And so, and we think that's like norm and it's like, no, you need to cast all your cares on God this morning. And when, when, when those cares try to come back up to you, you need to train your mind to say, no, I'm putting this, I'm putting this 
back on you, right? Yeah, yeah, Christina, trust, breathe, trust, believe, remember? Um, that's something I say. I'm glad Christina brought that up. That's something I say over myself daily. It's a part of my daily um, declarations, right? Because I don't have control over it anyway. And whatever is out of my control, it means it's in dad's control. But when I try to control it, when I try to control it, then I pull myself into position to be stressed out because here's the thing. All things are working together for our good when you get that revelation, right? And, and, and here's the thing anyway, if I don't have control over it, then why am I trying to control it? You don't have control over anyone else. None, 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 none. You have no control over anyone else. You know, if you lost, can I just be honest? If you lost your job, you can't go manifest you a new job today. You can start a business, but you can't go force them to give you your job back. You're not going to force the situation to come back. Right. And so if I don't have a job being stressed out about not having a job is not going to make a job manifest. <laughs> it's just going to cause me to be stressed out, wearied, overwhelmed, consumed, right? It's not going to make me manifest a job. And so I have to be mindful of trying to manifest a job in my own strength because I can't manifest a job in my own strength. I don't have the power and the capacity to manifest a job in my own strength. Right. And so that has to be my truth. That's the first part. If I don't have food, right. I'm just being honest because I've been through all this before. If I don't, and I used to live in high stress, right. If I don't have food, I can't, I'm not going to make food appear, right? I can try. I, and I, and God has already told me in Matthew six, don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about, don't worry about what you drink. Don't worry about your, what, what you wear. I have those things. So if God has those things, then instead of me being stressed out, consumed and overwhelmed, guess what? I come back and say, okay, father, you told me not to be worried about those things. There's no food in my fridge. So thank you for providing for me and putting food in my fridge. Right? Like that, 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 thank you for putting food in my fridge. Like, thank you for putting food in my fridge and then trust and then relax and trust and relax and trust. And some of y'all like, it sounds easier. Are you talking to somebody who's lived at high stress levels, who was always on the run, who was always on the move, who had to live with an ulcer? because of the level of my stress, right? That ulcer was a result of my stress. That's how it manifested in my body. And so I had to learn to deal with myself about that and realize that I wasn't trusting God. So my job is to be obedient to God. God's job is everything else. I'm learning to walk without the weight of worrying and trying to figure everything out. Only God is good at being God. No human should try to bear that burden when things beyond their ability to see or control. We can be responsible and we can be obedient. Then we must place everything else in God's hands. Trust, believe, breathe, trust, walk forward, trust, praise him, trust, pray, trust, stay joyful, trust, choose peace, trust, right? Trust. And so when worry comes up, then that's when we need to assert ourselves and say, you know what, God, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm getting ready to trust you 
in this situation. I'm getting ready to put my care on you. I'm getting ready to believe your God and I'm going to get out of my way and I'm going to take me some deep breaths and I'm going to relax and I'm going to drink me a cup of coffee or a trick cup of tea, or I'm going to put this to the side because there's absolutely nothing I can do as, as, especially where people, people are completely out of your control and we will be stressed out about people. And they were going, I remember I used to be in the house worried about our bills, uh, worried about circumstances and situations. When my husband was living, he would be on so much medicine, right? And we had so many different things that we needed. And there would be periods of time when he would be so sick. One day, we, one time we spent 28 days in the hospital. One time we had three ICU stays back to back, seven days in the ICU. And you're talking about, I got five kids right? I'm a full-time college professor. We got a nonprofit organization. Um, all of these different factors are going on at one time, right? I'm a mom. I'm his wife. We did not have the biggest support system. Can I just be real with y'all? We did not have the biggest support system and stress was trying to take my life. That's what stress was doing. Stress was trying to take my life. And so I had to make a decision to really go, you know what? Stress is not getting ready to take me out of here. Like stress is not getting ready to take me out of here. And so I had to learn to relax and I had to learn to relieve. And I had to, I had to, I developed this attitude and it's something that I say even right now. Oh, well, <laughs> like I have this attitude all the time. Oh, I mean, oh, well. And then I finish it up with it is what it is. Like it is what it is. It is what it is. And if it is what it is, I don't have control over it. I don't have control over it anyway. So why am I getting ready to sit here and be overwhelmed and stressed out on it? If somebody is operating in a life that's less than theirs, if one of my sons is not operating according to the word of God, I don't have to carry the weight of that. All I got to do is lay that at the altar and say, you know what, God, this ain't on me. This is on you. And stand back and watch him be being God because I don't have control over it anyway. Right? Right? Right. And so we got to trust. We got to trust God. We got to cast all our cares on here. It says the scripture says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, some of us are so yoked up with stress and we've lived so stressed for so long. And we think that's our norm. Like it's norm. It's your norm to be stressed out. You don't know how to relax and chill. I remember one time we were in the house and I was worried and I was walking back and forth and I was just kind of irritated. And my husband was sitting on the couch playing games with the kids. And I was like, do you realize the situation we're in? And he just looked at me and was like, and I have absolutely no control over it. And something deposited in me and was like, he's so right, right? Let me sit down with him because being worried over it is not going to make a difference. And I remember one day we were at the table and we were praying over some bills. We had some bills that were insurmountable. Um, my husband had a medication that cost like $9,000 a month. I mean, he had a shot that was like $1,200 a day. And so we had insurance, but we still would have out-of-pocket costs. We had kids. Like, it was just crazy for us at some point. And, and I remember I was at the table, and I was, uh, we were paying. We paid the bills that we could pay that day, and we were waiting on the And I started talking about tomorrow, and he paused me. Like, he paused me, and he said, give us this day, our daily bread. And I was like, yes. And he was like, you got everything you need today. I said, yep. He said, we got food in the house today. And I said, yep. He said, we good today. I said, yep. He said, good. Then tomorrow take care of itself. 
And when he said that, it left me in a position that I truly believe that God will take care of tomorrow. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I might, I could die. I'm not dying tonight, but you could die tonight worrying about tomorrow and tomorrow going to take care of itself. And that happened, I think about six years ago, and it changed my perspective of dealing with stress and worry tomorrow. Take care of yourself. And that's the scripture. I'm only giving you with the scripture. Go over to Matthew six and read the whole chapter of Matthew six. If you've been dealing with stress and worry tomorrow, take care of yourself. And I done been in some situations, baby. Like I done been in some situations. I'm just telling you, I've been in some situations. I've been without a car for a year and a half and three or four kids, right? I learned how to catch the city bus. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, like once I calmed down, I lost my car. Like my car, come on now. There's so much to my story. I did not have a car. We did not have a car. I was in my last year and a half of college. We had kids. We needed to go to the grocery store. I didn't have a car. And we, for that year and a half, we didn't have a car. And I learned to catch the city bus and I stood in God's promise and I humbled myself. And I didn't care who saw me catch the bus. And because my husband and I both were in ministry, we just had church at our house. <laughs> like we just had church at our house. And it might not have been a year and a half. I don't remember the lunch, but we just had church at our house and we stood steadfast and we praised the Lord and we stayed right there where we were. And I remember my dad called and was like, why don't y'all, I'm going to rent a van for y'all, why don't y'all come spend a week up with me in the summer? And we came up and we went up to the week in the summer and we spent, we drove the vehicle up there. He rented us a car. We went and spent a week for him. And he told me, he said, the Lord is telling me to help you buy a car. I'm just being, can I just share? I don't know who this is for. I just feel led to give this testimony. He said, the Lord is gonna, he said, the Lord is telling me to help y'all buy a car. And we just stood in that. And we went to the dealership. I didn't have, we didn't have any money to put down. God, uh, that my dad wrote the check and put the money down. Um, it was not the best looking van, but it fit our family. We were so proud of that van. We had a GMC, I think it was a safari van. It was green. We were so happy with that van. We took care of that van. We loved that van until we sold that van. We paid that van off. It was a car note we could afford, but we just trusted God to provide for us in a season when it seemed like, and yes, it was humbling and yes, it could have seemed humiliating, but I got my butt at my I had never caught the bus. My husband taught me how to caught the bus, catch the bus. He said, I'm going to do one route with you on the bus and show you how to catch this bus. He showed me how to catch the city bus. I got on the city bus and I rode that city bus every day to UALR. And I rode that city bus home from UALR. And that was my process. And it was nothing to be shameful. I got on the bus. We would walk to the store and get groceries, right? God was still providing for us in a situation, but it took me humbling myself and it took me trusting God and his word to understand that even in a season when it looks like I'm lacking, right? Even when a season when it looks like I don't have enough, that God is still on the throne. And sometimes it's just us humbling ourselves and we won't humble ourselves like we won't humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We are so afraid of being without, or we are so afraid of what it looks like, or we are so afraid of what 
people might say, right? That just, it's crazy. Like, but when we humble ourselves and when we trust, that's part of it. When we trust God and know to know that God will provide for us. Yes, Ebony, provision is provision, no matter how it looks. And we set ourselves in a place of being grateful, right? And being grateful, it changes it changes our attitudes and we can see God begin to move in our life and we will experience God in the little things. So the things, the, the places in which we've been stressed out and we've been worried and we've been overwhelmed now, my God, we just stay there. I need a new car now, but I'm not moved by what I see, right? I moved from my house to my apartment. I'm so grateful for my apartment. Like it's just the little things that I know that I watched God do. Like I've watched him do. I watched him. I told y'all, if you don't know all my story, I had no furniture in this apartment when I moved. I had no, none whatsoever in this apartment. And God began to fill my apartment up, right? He began to fill my, but I was patient. And I stayed in faith and I didn't, I got to, I got to a place and I'm still in that place of what I don't care what God, what people say or what people see or what people think or whatever else. My new car is going to manifest in due season, but I'm going to be faithful to the car I got now and I'm going to keep it washed and I'm going to keep it clean and I'm going to keep my oil changed. That like, that's the attitude we have to have towards things because these are things and all of this stuff is going to pass away. And when it comes to people, you got to have the same attitude with people. It is what it is. People are going to come in your life and come out of your life. They're going to leave. They're going to come and go. Somebody pulled that testimony right on out of me. I don't know who needed my testimony this morning, but we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I'm telling you, if you've been struggling with provision, God is a provider. God provides for me every day, but I tie I so see, and I've learned to trust God, right? I've learned to trust God, but I settle myself in the fact that I know it's going to manifest in due time. And I'm not seeking a new car. I look at cars, right? Right. I'm looking at cars like I'm looking at them, but I'm not seeking out a new car. I'm seeking kingdom. I'm seeking, I'm about my father's business. And I had to grow in this because I was stressing myself out by looking, right? By looking at all these other things. I, I'm believing God for a new house, but I'm not finna be stressed out about a new house because right now I got a place to stay. <laughs> like, and we warm and my kids are cool and we comfort it, right? I'm not, I'm not consumed in my closet about what I don't have because I have clothes to put on and I know that God will liberally provide and supply absolutely every need that I have. I'm not consumed. Like I'm not going to be consumed. Like I'm not going to be consumed by that. And those are things and that is stuff. And that's the stuff that the enemy tries to get us to be pulled into and consumed by what we lack instead of seeing we have way more than enough.
So I just felt in my heart to share that with you guys this morning, that it's no situation or no circumstance that is not impossible, that, that God cannot see you through, right? God, God cannot see you through. There's nothing that God, I've been through so many things, not little things. Like I've been through so many crazy things and I trust God and I believe God. And if God can do the same for me, he's no respecter of person. He's going to do the same for you. Right. And one of the things that I do big is I always search my heart. So can I give you this? Because we're talking about being sealed and actually my testimony goes right into a little bit of the word. I don't want to quench the Holy spirit because I know someone needed this today. Right. But I had to, I had to renew my mind in the word of God. Like I had to have a renewed mind so that I could stand in the things of God and not be moved by what I see. Like that's, that's how we renew. That's, that's remember yesterday we were talking about being leaked out and sealed my God. Okay. Holy spirit. I'm just saying, I'm going to stay in my testimony, right? Cause I hear the Holy spirit saying someone needs this testimony today. And so I had to get it rooted in my heart that God is with me and that wherever you, ever I go or whatever happens or no matter what happens in my life, that God is still on the throne and that all things are working for my good. And so you have to begin to position yourself in a place and an understanding of this is my truth, right? Like go back to the truths in the word, right? And if the word says, if God, if we go over to Matthew six and the Lord simply says to us without a doubt, right? He's saying to us, do not worry about what you eat, right? Do not worry. It's Matthew six and we're 25. It says, this is why I tell you not to worry about every life. Whenever you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, I feel a refreshing. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Uh, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need, right? And he's going to give you every need. So if I'm seeking the kingdom first, he's going to turn around and give me everything I need. But if I'm worried, then I'm not a believer. And so anytime I've found myself being worried, being overwhelmed and being worried, what I've come to realize is that the worry that I have is because I don't have a resolve in my heart. And if I have a resolve in my heart, then I'm not going to worry. Right. But if the resolve, if I don't have the resolve, like I don't have the resolve in my heart, 
then I'm going to worry. If I don't have a resolve as God is provider, then I'm going to worry. If I don't have a resolve that God is protector, then I'm going to worry. And it's really meaning that I'm in unbelief. And some of us will be like, I believe God, <laughs> I believe him, but you don't trust him with your finances. Right? You don't, you don't trust him with your health. You'll trust what someone else says. You don't trust him in your relationships, right? You don't trust him with certain circumstances. You only trust God so far. So anytime I'm in unbelief about something or I seem overwhelmed about something, then I search the motives of my heart. And this is simply what I have to be, I have to ask God, or if I'm praying for something and I don't see it working or I don't see it manifesting because I believe without a God that I doubt that God should answer your prayers, then I have to pull back and I have to search the motives of my heart. And I have to begin to ask God, God, what is going on in my heart? that I'm having trust issues and I'm not believing you because it's a trust issue. It's a trust issue. It's something down in my heart because our heart is where our deep seated belief system is. It's something in my heart that hasn't locked on the truth that you provide for me. It's something in my heart that hasn't locked on the truth that you protect me. It's something that hasn't locked on in my heart, the truth that you'll, you're going to take me to the next level or whatever, like whatever else, right? There's something going on in my heart. And so there's a heart issue. There's an issue in which there, I don't believe you. My heart doesn't trust you in this area. And so then once I identify that I'm worried, but this comes from being self-aware, this comes from slowing down, this comes from spending time with God, right? This comes from worship, this comes from prayer, this comes from getting familiar with God's character, right? And because so many of us have operated in worry and all of these things and they're our norm, we don't even know how to recognize that something is wrong with our heart. And so we always trying to move and shake and make things happen in a society that has told you this is how things happen. Right. And so anytime I find um, anytime I find myself in a place of disbelief, then I know for a fact there is something going on in my heart because Jesus says here, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything I need. So my question has to be, am I seeking the kingdom above all else? Right? Am I seeking the kingdom above all else? Am I seeking God for this or am I seeking man to supply my needs? Because man will walk out on you. Man will change. Man will switch things up. Man will be on today and off tomorrow. Man will be cool today and won't be cool tomorrow. Man will love you today and won't love you tomorrow. Your job will be here today and won't be here tomorrow. Right? You all this other little like all this other little stuff will be gone today and gone tomorrow. I've seen the fickleness of man. And what I mean by man, I'm people like stuff switch. People switch gears on you. People be hooray, hooray for you today and not for you tomorrow. Right. And so I have to ask myself, that's the first thing. If it's dominating my thoughts, right, then am I seeking the kingdom for this? Not what, not this little 
let me this, this, let, like this, listen, because we do these little prayers. Lord, I pray and I, I prayed about it. No. Am I seeking the kingdom about it? Am I seeking God for this? Am I understanding what God says? Because if I'm seeking the kingdom about it, ain't no way I'm going to be worried. If I'm really seeking the kingdom, if I know that the Lord says, if the, if I'm really seeking the kingdom, right? If I, if I know what the Lord says about providing for me, if I know he says, do not worry about your clothing, look at the lilies, do not worry about your food. If God cares for them, is he not going to care for you? Why, why do you have so little faith? Right? I love what he says. He said, don't worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food in your body, more than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to they are. And I love what he says. He says they don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns. And so for me, when I look at things like provision, right, I go back and go, well, am I harvesting? Have I stored? Am I saving? Am I stewarding? Have I sold? Am I tithing? Have I done something financially? I don't have. So that's what I mean by searching my heart. I search my heart first as there, because I need to repent because repenting resets a thing. So I search my heart first, right? And if I've done these things first, then I know without a doubt, I have absolutely nothing to worry about, right? If I search my heart and I know, okay, I have, I'm storing, I'm saving, I'm planting, right? I'm acting in kingdom and my finances are not lining up. Then it's totally on God. If I search my heart and I'm not doing any of these things, cause that's kingdom, that's kingdom. Like that's kingdom. Then I'm coming, then I'm coming back and I'm, and I'm dealing with me. I'm going to repent. And then if I'm doing these things, because that's what kingdom does, then guess what I get to do, right? This is what I get to do. Then I get to put it on God and I get to go to his promises in his word. And I get to remind him in his word. Look, Lord, this is what you said to me to not worry about everyday life, to not worry about having enough food, to not worry about having enough clothes, to not worry about having, I have been to a place and I'm talking about in this, in this last couple of years. <laughs> I've been to a place where there has been absolutely nothing in my fridge. And I've also been in a position where the Lord has told me to trust him and not say two words about it. Right. Right. Don't say two words about it. And I have seen the hand of God when there is absolutely nothing in my fridge. And my, I have a friend, my friends on here will testify. And I've gone to my cabinets and I've reminded God of his promise. I'm a tither. I'm a sower. I save, I steward over what you gave me and I've spoken to my cabinets and I've told them it is time for you to be filled. And I've spoken to my refrigerator and I've told that it's time for it to be filled. And I promise you within the next 24 or 48 hours, God has sent somebody my way who has said, the Lord told me to be a blessing to you, but I have resolved that I'm not going to worry. And I have resolved that God is more then enough. And every time I position myself into the fact of kingdom, he always supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Same thing about what I wear when I needed new clothes. 
I lost all this weight when I needed new clothes. I didn't put the pressure on. I ain't got no clothes. I said to God, I said, you told me not to worry about clothes. You know, I've lost all this weight. Will you provide clothes? And he sent seed. He sent, he sent me the clothes that I need. I'm just telling you. So anytime I'm not believing, I have to check the, my heart. I have to check the motives of my heart because it says here, your heavenly father already knows all your needs. So seek the kingdom. The second part of this says, am I living righteously? So I have to ask myself, am I living righteously? And if I'm not living righteously, I have to ask the Lord to help me live righteous because we've all fall. We've all sinned. We've all not understood righteousness and what it means by living righteously, like living righteously, right? Am I living according to kingdom? Do I even understand my benefits as your righteous daughter? Or am I not standing in the truth that you will bless me? Am I not standing in the truth that you will take care of me? Am I not standing in the truth that I'm a chosen, that I'm appointed? Am I not standing in the truth, right? Am I not standing in the truth of what you said? Am I living righteously? Righteously isn't just about us being out of sin. Come on, Holy Spirit. Righteousness is about understanding my covenant rights as Jesus Christ died on the cross. And if I understand my covenant rights, then I'm not going to give over to worry because I understand when I was chosen, when I was adopted, that I became favored. When I accepted Jesus Christ, all these benefits, all the responsibility, when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I became God's responsibility. God is responsible to me. And if I'm right, living righteously, it says he's going to give me everything I need. And even when I mess something up, even when I do something crazy, because I'm going to do something stupid, right? Because I'm human. Even when I mess something up, I'm going to trust God to forgive me. I'm going to trust God to redeem me. And I'm going to trust God to restore me because that's in his word. He said he will never leave the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. But if I don't understand what my righteousness means to me, and this ain't about your work ethic and points systems. This is about you receiving the full benefits that comes in Jesus Christ. And right, here's the thing I, when I understand righteous living, it's going to produce holiness in me. There were things that I was involved in because I began to understand my righteousness and I positioned myself in my face before God that I didn't have to try to make those things happiness. And holiness is a choice, right? Holiness is a choice. But all I had to do was begin to bring God in into everything. And so even when I was falling or I had fallen or I had messed up or I was not in God's will for my life, my repentance state. This is why David was a man after God's own heart, right? I would repent and then I would ask God to help me so that I don't go that way again because it's real and our flesh is real and our flesh desires to live above our spirit. We read that. We, we read that the other day, right? And so I position myself back in God's face and the areas that I know that I'm easy to return to, those are the places I bring the Holy Spirit in more because God already knows what I'm doing. My time is up. I love y'all. My time is up. I love y'all. I hope that helps somebody this morning. And so I position myself back in his face and I'm like, Lord, I need your help. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I'm struggling. I can't overcome this and I need you to help me overcome this.
And then I'm patient with myself. I give myself enough grace to operate in the space that I'm in so that I'm not consumed by so much. And every time I position myself there, guess what? It gets easier and it gets easier. It's easier, but I'm not running from God and I'm not hiding from God because the enemy wants me to do that anyway. He doesn't want me to repent. He doesn't want me to acknowledge where I am. Right. And so if I'm righteous living and I'm seeking kingdom, it says God is going to give me everything I need. This, this was Jesus speaking. He wasn't talking about just in heaven. He was talking about right now. This is Jesus speaking. This is his words. This is the red letters. You can bank on this. You can bank on this. You can rest. And so that had to become my position. This had to become my position. This had to be my place, right? Right? This had to be my place. And so you've got to position yourself in this and you've got to position your work. That's the only reason... Remember we talked about leaking out. That's the only reason you're leaking out, right? It's because we are, you're seeping out is because I'm not allowing the words of God to be planted enough and take root in my heart so that when the weeds and all the other stuff come up, my God, the word of God is the thing that overcomes it. Right. And it took, can I, can I, can you embrace this? Can you embrace yourself for this? It took me a minute to get here. This stuff does not happen overnight. Most of us have been rooted in wrong thinking for so long. And so you got to be patient and kind and extend yourself grace. You got to be patient and kind and extend yourself grace so that you can experience the fullness of what and who God is and what God is saying about you. That's it. That's all I have for you today. I hope that bless somebody. That's just part of my testimony. That's just part of like who, like who and what. And so that you can all oh, welcome. Thank you for that summer. Um, I just, I just hope this helps you. Like, I just hope this helps you understand, like understand all how we get to the place of saying, nope, you know what? I'm going to be sold out. And it all starts with accepting Jesus first, right? Like, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, let's begin there. Like, and I want to lead you in that today, right? I want to lead you in that today. It just simply says, dear Jesus, I know I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you as best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. That's how you reset. That's how you started. That's the beginning, right? That's the very beginning. And then ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Let me continue to disciple you, right? Keep coming on the devotional, stay connected, get into a church. If you're not in a church, right? Let me continue. I would love to continue to disciple you. And if you prayed that prayer and you meant that prayer and there was a first time praying your prayer, will you shoot us an email and let me stay connected? I would love to send you some resources so that the enemy doesn't steal what God just did. I love y'all so much. I love y'all so, so much. I have one more thing. Will you consider giving an offering or becoming a partner of this ministry, you can go onto the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Thank you, Andrea. You can go onto the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Find out all the ways to become our partners. 
You can sow, you can give, you can become a part of Feed the Streets. This is how we continue to preach the gospel because of you, because of our partners, right? Um, this is how we continue to feed the streets. We love you so much. We bless you. God loves you. I love you so much. God loves you so much more. And I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go be loved today because love is an action word, right? Love is an action word. And why? Because it's kingdom, baby. I'll see some of you at 12 noon. I'll see the rest of you back Monday morning at 5 a.m. I love you guys so much. Stay safe. Stay safe. Don't be all in that, all that Memorial Day stuff. I can't tell you what to do, but make wise decisions and be safe. Be safe. I love you so much more than. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.